We're going to start out with 2 Kings chapter 23. 2 Kings chapter 23. And then we're going to go to 2 Chronicles. And I want to uh, continue looking at the revival that the Lord wrought under the reign of King Josiah. And you know that the Lord wrought as Josiah wrought, didn't he? Just as Josiah did things, the Lord did things. And we studied them, and, you know, I don't know what things the Lord brought to your mind, what idols you may have, what things need to be removed. What ways you need to follow the Lord in. I'm sure there's something. I can tell you this. That as we. As I sat there and listened to the preaching of the word of God. Over the weekend. And the Lord's Day, that prayer is something that needs more of my attention. And I'm not saying that I need to eat more, thus, by praying more. But our prayer closets need more of our attention. Amen. Amen. And thanks, Boo. A studying of the scriptures, a reading of them. And I, I just pray that we will do that. I pray that I'll do that. I pray that whether you're saved or lost, you'll answer the question that was proposed. What will you do with Jesus? Because even if you're saved, you've got to answer that question. What are you going to do with him? 2 Kings chapter 23, verse 21. I'll give you the title here in, a, in a, after a bit. But verse 21, And the king commanded all the people, saying, Keep the Passover unto the Lord your God, as it is written in the book of this covenant. 
Surely there was not holden such a Passover from the days of the judges that judged Israel, nor in all the days of the kings of Israel, nor of the kings of Judah. But in the eighteenth year of King Josiah, wherein this Passover was holden to the Lord in Jerusalem. Moreover, the workers with familiar spirits, and the wizards, and the images, and the idols, and all the abominations that were spied in the land of Judah, and in Jerusalem did Josiah put away that he might perform the words of the law which were written in the book that Hilkiah the priest found in the house of the Lord. And like unto him was there no king before him that turned to the Lord with all his heart and with all his soul and with all his might according to all the law of Moses. Neither after him arose there any like him. Notwithstanding, the Lord turned not from the fierceness of his great wrath, wherewith his anger was kindled against Judah, because of all the provocations that Manasseh had provoked him withal. And the Lord said, I will remove Judah also out of my sight, as I have removed Israel, and will cast off this city Jerusalem which I have chosen, and the house of which I said my name shall be there. Now I want to turn over to 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles chapter 35. And I want to read beginning at verse 1. And this is my this is my text, my title, if you would. Verse 1, 2 Chronicles 35. My title of this message is Moreover Josiah. Moreover Josiah. And my father, my earthly father and I, we were discussing revivals before our meeting and him and I were talking about some things and his, his father had the privilege of preaching and being involved in revival meetings all through his ministry. And he would preach after they would have a revival meeting and, you know, he'd say and preach on, you know, the revival doesn't have to stop. Right. Just because the meeting's over doesn't have to stop. And I know, you know, by the world standards, we didn't have a revival, you know, hundreds weren't saved and and, you know, thousands weren't baptized in this, that, and the other, but that doesn't make it a revival, does it? And so, all the things that were already done, the Bible tells us that Josiah sought the Lord, sought God, he purged Judah, he broke down the altars of Balaam and he began to build up the temple. He discovered, they discovered the law of Moses. He read it and he spake the covenant and he took away all the abominations. And now in verse chapter 35, it says, Moreover, Josiah. So it wasn't enough just to do those things, was it? Amen. And I spent 
most of Monday and Tuesday sleeping, recovering from the weekend. And I'm sure you all did too. It was a wonderful time and the body had to recover. And you know where the spirit is willing, the flesh is weak, isn't it? But I want you to observe here, it says, verse 1, Moreover, Josiah kept a Passover unto the Lord in Jerusalem, and they killed the Passover on the fourteenth day of the first month, and he set the priests in their charges and encouraged them to the service of the house of the Lord, and said unto the Levites that taught all Israel which were holy unto the Lord, Put the holy ark in the house which Solomon the son of David, king of Israel, did build. It shall, be, it shall not be a burden upon your shoulders. Serve now the Lord your God and his people Israel. And prepare yourselves by the houses of your fathers after your courses, according to the writing of David, king of Israel, and according to the writing of Solomon, his son. And stand in the holy place according to the divisions of the families of the fathers of your brethren, the people, and after the division of the families of the Levites, so kill the Passover and sanctify yourselves and prepare your brethren that they may do according to the word of the Lord by the hand of Moses. And Josiah gave to the people of the flock lambs and kids, all for the Passover offerings, for all that were present to the number of 30,000 and 3,000 bullocks. These were of the king's substance. And his princes gave willingly unto the people, to the priests, and to the Levites, Hilkiah and Zechariah, and Jehael, rulers of the house of God, gave unto the priests for the Passover offerings, 2,600 small cattle and 300 oxen. And Konaniah also, and Shemaiah, and Nethaniel, his brethren, and Hashabiah and Jael and Josabad, chief of the Levites, gave unto the Levites for Passover offerings 5,000 small cattle and 500 oxen. So the service was prepared, and the priests stood in their place, and the Levites in their courses according to the king's commandment. And they killed the Passover, and the priests sprinkled the blood from their hands, and the Levites flayed them. And they removed the burnt offerings that they might give according to the divisions of the families of the people to offer unto the Lord as it is written in the book of Moses. And so did they with the oxen. And they roasted the Passover with fire according to the ordinance. But the other holy offerings sawed in pots and in cauldrons and in pans and divided them speedily among the people. And afterward they made ready for themselves and for the priests because the priests, the sons of Aaron, were busied in offering of burnt offerings and the fat until night. Therefore the Levites prepared for themselves and for the priests, the sons of Aaron, and the singers, the sons of Asaph, were in their place according to the commandment of David. And Asaph and Haman and uh, Jedthun, the king's seer, and the porters waited at every gate. They, they might not depart from their service, for their brethren, the Levites, prepared for them. So all the service of the Lord was prepared the same day to keep the Passover and to offer burnt offerings upon the altar of the Lord according to the commandment of King Josiah. 
And the children of Israel that were present kept a Passover at that time and the Feast of Unleavened Bread seven days. And there was no Passover like to that kept in Israel from the days of Samuel the prophet. Neither did all the kings of Israel keep such a Passover as Josiah kept. And the priests and the Levites and all Judah and Israel that were present and the inhabitants of Israel or of Jerusalem in the eighteenth year of the reign of Josiah was this Passover kept. Now, that's a tremendous statement that was made. Never before was in all the days was a Passover like this kept. But I want you to really take a look at what was done here. And I want you to observe here, first of all, verse 1. I just have a few points here this morning. Verse 1, it says, Moreover, Josiah kept a Passover unto the Lord in Jerusalem. The first thing I want you to note is it says, Moreover, that is, in, in continuation above what he had already done. He'd already done a lot. I mean, you go back and you look at what he'd done in chapter 34. All the things that he had done. And we might say that, well, Josiah, he'd already done that which was right in the sight of the Lord. I mean, he had, he had already sought the Lord God He'd purged Judah. He had repaired the temple. He found the law of the Lord. They'd already read in it. But he had not yet kept the ordinances or the sacrifices of the Lord, had he? And you know what the Passover is a type of? It is a picture of of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, isn't it? It is a picture of Christ dying on the cross in our stead. And so in reality, if you have all the other things, but you have not Christ dying in your stead, you don't have anything, do you? You can have all the so-called reformations. You can have reforms. You can have all the other uh, 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 clean, clean, cleaning ups. You can fix yourself up. You can go through and get rid of all the idols. And you can get rid of all the things in your life that are not pleasing to God. But if you don't have Christ, Dying in your stead. If Jesus is not your Passover, then your blood is going to be shed. If the cross of Calvary is not your altar, and Christ is not your Passover sacrifice, then you will die in your sins. 
You see, moreover, Josiah kept a Passover unto the Lord. You see, there, it was important that blood had to be shed here. All these other things were great, and I'm sure that, that they were pleasing unto God. These things are good, but they don't save. Amen. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins, the Bible tells us. And we find here that I also would like you to note that the revival that Josiah uh, started, it didn't end, did it? He kept going. Why he read in the Word and those abominations that he took away out of the countries that were underneath of his his jurisdiction, he then saw in the Word of God that there was to be a Passover in the land. And so he said, here's what we're going to do. So we might ask ourselves, what moreover after this weekend ought you to be adding, ought I to be adding, ought we to be adding in our lives? What moreovers? According to the Word of God. Not according to your feelings. Because you look here in verse 1 and it says, Moreover, Josiah kept a Passover unto the Lord in Jerusalem. It says, And they killed the Passover on the 14th day of the first month. Well, where did they get the 14th day of the first month? The word of the Lord. Isn't that what God told them in the book of Exodus? Isn't that what He told Moses there in, in the book of Exodus? Isn't that what He re told them that they're going to do uh, from this day evermore? He told Israel, He said, this is going to be the first in every uh, uh, year on the 14th day of the first month. You're going to do this to remember how I brought you out of the land of Egypt and delivered you And then Christ offered Himself in fulfillment of it. See, this was just a, a foreshadow of what Christ would do. But what moreovers are there for you and I to do? What moreovers are there that... See, Josiah was king of Judah... But Jesus is king of your life. And what moreovers are there that King Jesus would do in your life? See, you're in his kingdom. And you're his subject. And what moreovers would he do in your life as you sit under his jurisdiction? 
What is He calling to be done? What sacrifices is He calling to be done in His kingdom? And saying unto His people, here's what we're going to do. Then verse 2. Observe here as well. It says, And he set the priests in their charges and encouraged them to the service of the house of the Lord. Now, the Old Testament, we know that the tribe of Levi, they were the Levites, and there were priests within the tribe of the Levi of Levi. And they were the ones who served in the tabernacle and then later on the temple. But I'd like you to turn over if you would. I believe it's in Second uh, Peter. Nope. First Peter. First Peter chapter two. <clears throat> and I'd like you to observe here that every child of God is a priest. You see, everyone who is saved by the grace of God is a priest. And we are to minister unto Him. In fact, the Bible refers unto the house of God. Uh, Jesus referred to it, the Spirit of God referred unto it as a temple. Well, what do you do in a temple? You offer sacrifices, don't you? Notice here 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, or a people for a possession, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So you and I who are saved... <clears throat> We're a royal priesthood. And back in our text, it tells us here that he set the priest in their charges and encouraged them to the service of the house of the Lord. Well, were we not just spend three days in the house of the Lord? And did God not encourage us in the service of the house of, his, of the Lord? Through the singing, through the prayers, through the preaching of the Word of God, through the fellowship that we have with brothers and sisters in Christ, through the, 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 the very occasion for which we had the thanksgiving services for. Did God not encourage us to that very thing? Well, here it was Josiah. 
He set the priests in their charges. Well, did not Jesus set us? Does not the Bible say that he sets? Look over, I want to read it in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. First Corinthians chapter twelve. Verse twenty eight. It says here, First Corinthians twelve, verse twenty eight, and God hath set some in the church. Well, what did we just read there in in first or second Chronicles chapter thirty five? And he set the priests in their charges. He set them in their places, their charges, just like Paul told Timothy, I charge thee. Here's your orders, Timothy. Well, brother, sister, here's your charges in the church. Here's your duties. Here's what I've called you to do. Go ye therefore and make disciples. There's your charge. And then he says, and encourage them to the service of the house of the Lord. You know what the service of the house of the Lord is? It's not vacuuming. It's not dusting. It's not trimming shrubs. It's not pulling weeds. It's the spiritual service. Amen. That's the, that's the service of the house of the Lord. That's why we're here. It is the souls of lost men, women, boys, and girls. It is the souls of your brothers and sisters in Christ. You look around this room and we have Boys and girls who are lost. We have uh, men and women who are hurting, who are weeping, and who are struggling with sin, who are struggling with different things, and they need ministered to. And that's why you're here. And I'll give you another thing. This world doesn't revolve around anybody in this room other than the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he encouraged them to the service of the house of the Lord. How do you think he encouraged them? Well, probably the same way you get encouraged. Brother, you're doing a fine job. Really enjoyed the hymns you brought. 
Really enjoyed that singing, sister. Keep it up. Pleasure to see you here. Appreciate those words of encouragement. Appreciate all the effort you put into just being here. Just being here is an encouragement. Enjoy that message, brother. Thanks for taking care of the treasury. Thanks for taking care of the clerk's report. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for doing that. Thanks for vacuuming the floor. Did a great job with this. I'll be honest with you, ladies outdid yourselves. Then verse 3 said, and then, and said, or excuse me, and said unto the Levites that taught all Israel, which were holy unto the Lord, put the holy ark in the house which Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, did build. It shall not be a burden upon your shoulders. Serve now the Lord your God and his people Israel. And prepare yourselves by the houses of your fathers after your courses. According to the writing of David, king of Israel, and according to the writing of Solomon his son. Well, I tell you, they taught all Israel. Well, what would they teach them? The Word of God. He says, Put the holy ark in the house which Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, did build. It shall not be a burden upon your shoulders. And you know what the ark was? It was the ark of the covenant. Had Aaron's rod that buttered in it. Had the, the Ten Commandments in it. Had had uh, 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 the the uh, the pot of manna. Had had the um, the cherubim on top of it. They take the atonement in sacrifice, and he sprinkle the blood on the mercy seat. And notice what he says. It shall not be a burden upon your shoulders. Serve now the Lord your God and his people Israel. 
he tells us it, it shouldn't be a burden to serve God. It's not a burden to serve the Lord. He says, "My command in the New Testament, my commandments are not grievous or burdensome." First, First John three five or five three. What Jesus say? Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my commandment or my burden is light. Matthew eleven twenty-eight through thirty, and then he says, "Serve now the Lord your God and His people." You're to serve His people. What did he tell? What did he tell John or Peter? I mean. Simon, lovest thou more than these? Feed my sheep. Remember that? Simon, lovest thou these more than me? Feed my sheep. Serve them. What what does it mean to minister? To serve. That's what it means. What Jesus say when they said, "Well, we, which one of who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom?" He says, "The greatest is going to be the one that serves, that ministers." So when it starts out here in chapter 35, moreover, Josiah, see, the revival that Josiah began, chapter 34, was exactly that, the beginning. And it just keeps on going. And you say, well, I'm tired. Well, I understand that. God gives strength for the day, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. He'll give strength for today and strength for tomorrow. Doesn't mean we got to go gangbusters every day. But as you have opportunity, But I just wanted to point these things out that the revival doesn't have to be over. It could be the beginning. There could be the moreover. So I pray that the Lord will bless His word, all the things that we heard. Amen. That it would be the beginning and not just an end. So may God bless his word.